Best Western made booking our family beach vacation a breeze, and it felt a little like... <laughs> Time to go! Okay, kids, back in the room. You gotta come on, guys. Good night. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western. Launching kids into the world is no joke, whether you're sending your kid to kindergarten or off to college. Some days we wonder if we're doing anything right. One thing is for sure, we all want to do it well. Hi, I'm Jamie, mom of four. And I'm Lisa, mom of three. We're here to help and encourage you in your parenting journey. Never perfect, always honest, and in the trenches with you. We're experienced, but not experts. You ready? Let's Let's launch. Lisa, I remember when I had, let's see, how old were my kids? I just had two at the time, maybe two and one. They're pretty close together. Two and nine months, something like that. I don't know. And I got the opportunity to travel with a church that we were attending down to Haiti. Never been to Haiti. Unfortunately, I probably didn't even know where Haiti was before this trip. And so I remember thinking, I want to go, but what kind of mom leaves her one-year-old and three-year-old or however they were, what kind of mom leaves her babies at home to Mm -hmm. go to a third-world country? Yeah. And I just wrestled and wrestled with that. But I had this tension because I knew I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. And so I felt this calling, literally like God saying, I want you to go. But yet me feeling like, well, what kind of mom does that? And at the end of the day, I went. I'm grateful for it. It really changed the trajectory of our entire life. But I went to Haiti and I settled that tension by thinking and believing and trusting that I was going to go on that trip and I was going to leave my three-year-old and one-year-old at home with their father because I wanted my kids to see that their mom valued the world yep, and that her mom valued missions yep, and that her mom valued the least of these. So that's kind of how I justified that. And I'm so grateful. It was That was a work of the Holy Spirit because yeah. I, I fought that. And it's, a, it's since then that Aaron and I have tried to, how do we expose our kids to the world? Not just like traveling to Mexico or heading to, you know, Switzerland on a vacation, but how do we expose them to the world in, in the big world, the big, you know, global world, right, right. the country, our community, our county, the things that are happening in our own world. And it was that moment that we decided we want to make sure we're exposing our kids. And it's led us to a lot of a lot of different opportunities mm-hmm. because you and I just have these weird jobs. Yeah. Sometimes we're asked to go travel internationally for mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And I decided once my kids get a certain age, if I'm going to go travel internationally with an organization, I'm going to bring one of my kids with me. Yeah. And it's been a great opportunity for my kids to see the world. It's led us to moving our family into an under-resourced neighborhood yeah. because we wanted our kids to see what so many people in our own city, um, they live in an under-resourced, underdeveloped, all the words you can think of, neighborhood, and we wanted to be neighbors. Yeah. And so it's led us to a lot of things. And I still, at the end of the day, I mean, we're sponsoring kids through Compassion. Right. Visiting our kids, all, all these things. Yep. Um, taking our kids to volunteer at a homeless shelter here in Austin. All of these things, I'm telling you, started from that trip. And I also want to say, I still often feel like a failure in this. Mm. And I still often feel like this is so very difficult. Yes. Because we live in America, first of all. There's 
number one, if you live in America, you're privileged in the rest of the world. Um, we are not lower class. You know, we have jobs. We, we both bring in an income. My kids go to a giant school. We have a great home. Like we have all of these things mm. that what I'm saying is this is my heart's desire. I often feel like I'm not doing a good job of it. And I often feel like it's very hard. I would just say amen to all that. I feel I feel very similarly. I feel like this is big. Like this feels big mm-hmm. to me. It feels big, vast, um, somewhat overwhelming, if I'm honest. Yeah. And so I think, and I don't know that I've done it right. Like I feel, I don't want to say I feel regret over it. I feel like we did some things well and we could have done some things better and maybe and still, because I still feel like we're on that parenting spectrum, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. we're still parenting and, and in the sense of even modeling. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, I remember I took a trip to El Salvador uh, with Compassion International as well. And I came back from that trip and I, I, I felt a couple of things. One, I felt like, I felt a little bit like, well, that's great, but i I went solo, mm-hmm. so none of my family went with me. So to come back and tell stories and try to transfer what what I saw in another country, mm-hmm. it just it's, it's impossible, yeah. you know. And and I'm a writer for a living, mm-hmm. so like I should be able to take a pen and and you know tell some things. And you can to some degree, but yeah. it's just very difficult. So I remember very vividly when I came back from that experience that I was sitting on the floor of my closet mm-hmm. and I was I was crying and lamenting over some things that I'd seen and some things that the Lord had shown me and and feeling a little bit of the overwhelm of not being able to tell my even my husband really kind of what I was feeling and the Lord really spoke to me and said Lisa you can't be so affected that you become ineffective mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think that the uh, that's kind of the way that I began to think Think of it in terms of my own family of like, you can't be so affected by this overwhelm that everything is so big that the kingdom of God, the gospel, the big overwhelm of feeling like I can't teach them about this worldview because it seems so vast that Mm -hmm. I can't even wrap my brain around it, that I become ineffective and don't do anything. So I think that is a big, important lesson here. Mm -hmm. So I just tried to start small and integrate conversations and also talk about things in terms of the kingdom of God Mm -hmm. rather than, you know, your world. Mm -hmm. And though God cares about your world, honey, you know, to my children, he cares about the world. So it's both and Mm -hmm. and help expand their thoughts, not to just be on them, because let's be honest, kids think about themselves. They think about how they're the best at thinking of themselves. We all are. right? (laughs) So how does it affect the kingdom of God and and, and your life? How Mm -hmm. how are you going to be used for the kingdom of God? And I think that's important. I took my daughter Shay to Honduras with me. I remember I got an opportunity. She was probably tweeny age, you know, and I got an opportunity to go speak to some women in Honduras. And you talk about a a different kind of women's conference, Mm -hmm. right? So I wanted to take her with me. Not that she even really wanted to go or even understood what that looked like. But I thought, what if she could do some raw ministry mm-hmm. with me and see what it looks like for a woman to walk for an hour with a baby on her hip on a road that is not even paved yeah. to come and hear a message? Mm-hmm. Like that's a different level of, you know, seeking the Lord, yeah. seeking something and her to work with children mm-hmm. in, in those moments. And so those were moments that I felt like, okay, maybe we're getting somewhere here. I never felt like, oh, I got it right. Right. But I felt like I feel like we're we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Uh, one big thing I will say that really 
was memorable for our family was also understanding too, and I want to hear you talk about this as well. It wasn't just, okay, well, here's a global world, but it was also community too, because I think we're good at either or, but we've got to understand the totality mm-hmm. of this, Jamie, yeah. mm-hmm. which is one thing I love about you is I really feel like you you, you get that, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, we started a church in 2009 in our city, and it was pretty raw the way that we did ministry. I mean, I remember my husband preaching at a homeless shelter, mm-hmm. and um, you talk about a different kind of church. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a, that's a different scenario, and my kids were there, and, you know, they're sorting clothes, and we're, you know, we're all there in a different situation, and you know, w- w- our first Sunday in church, we were asked to give up our shoes. And it was, you know, that's a different thing for mm-hmm. a kid who's nine years old. They've never, when they're used to going to a very like cut and dry, yeah. here's church, here's Sunday school type of a thing, uh, setting up chairs, n- learning what it's like to se- to, to serve. Mm-hmm. And looking back, my kids remember that yeah. experience. Yeah. So I think it's just Thinking out of the box, mm-hmm. what don't you normally do? Yeah. What does it look like to serve others? Because when you think about what you're doing in the in the in the kingdom of God, your gifts, mm-hmm. worldview, yeah, it is how can I serve? Mm-hmm. That's really what the question is. Yeah. Hey, y'all, it's Jamie, and I don't know if you know this or not, but I attended a Christian college. In fact, I graduated from Houston Baptist University, and I really loved being at an institution where faith was integrated into our learning. And now, of my four kids, one is already in college, two are really close, and we're looking at colleges, and then one is coming up the line. But if you have a student with college on the horizon, I want to tell you about Find Your Christian College. When you visit findyourchristiancollege.com, you can explore more than 200 Christian college options through the school search engine. You can filter the search based on things like size or location, majors, and athletics. Find Your Christian College collaborates with hundreds of Christian high schools, colleges, and universities across North America to promote Christian higher education. You can also find and register to attend one of over 125 in-person Christian college fairs across the U.S., These fairs take place every fall and spring. And if you can't travel, there's virtual Christian college fairs as well. Find out more at findyourchristiancollege.com slash launch. That's findyourchristiancollege.com slash L-A-U-N-C-H. As a parent of a teen and also a young adult, but my teen daughter, I'm constantly looking for resources to help her grow in her faith and make it her own. At my house, Light Speaks Loudest is one of my favorites. The Light Speaks Loudest team creates quarterly subscription boxes specifically to help teen girls better love themselves, others, and God. My daughter's story is 15, and her and I both love Light Speaks Loudest because their boxes are full of authentic and trendy items like devotionals, journals, self-care items, and other accessories to encourage girls. She loves getting mail that is just specifically for her, and I love what in the box that's just specifically for her. Each season has a unique theme designed around relevant, important topics like body image, friendship, rest, purpose, kindness, and so much more. Plus, they support at least one teen business in every single box. I say it all the time. It is a tough time to be a teen girl right now with everything that our teenagers are facing from mental health struggles to peer pressure to loneliness to trying to understand their identity in Christ. And I'm really grateful as a mom to have Light Speaks Loudest as a partner in the process of helping my daughter and all the girls that they work with navigate these challenges with hope. You guys, if you also want to give your teen girl 
in your life, a gift that's both authentic and fun, visit lightspeaksloudest.com. You can learn all about their subscription options. You can become a member today. You can get 10% off your first subscription box when you use promo code JAMIE10. That's lightspeaksloudest.com. Use promo code JAMIE, J-A-M-I-E, 10. I think one of the easiest first steps for parents that they can think about as they're having this conversation is around language. Mm. And language Mm -hmm. can be a really big deal for me because um, one of my best friends, her daughter has special needs. And so she she taught me years ago about language around our friends who have special needs. Um, I feel a lot of, you know, personal like conviction over not conviction, but like adoption language. So like I think language matters is what I'm trying to say. And I think it's one of the steps that we can take even as adults to learn healthy language that we can pass on to our children. And what I mean by that is when we're thinking about giving our kids a better worldview, like a a Christian centered worldview, first of all, we start with everyone's made in the image of God. We start with the Imago Dei. Like this is how we're looking at people. So if we really truly believe that every person is an image bearer, it changes the language that we Mm. use about people. And the mindset. Mindset, 100%. And so when, you know, there's something going on in the news about immigration, which is a lot of times in the news right now in our current culture, especially in my state of Texas, when there's something on the news about immigration, how do you find yourself talking about those people in front of your children? Mm. Those people, I just you know said like that. How do you find yourself talking about the people who are trying to come into our country, legally or not legally? It doesn't really matter what they're doing. It's how we're talking about them. Um, when there's conversations about um, abortion, you yeah. know, that's a conversation people are having. How are we talking about the women who had to make that decision that they probably didn't want to make? How are we talking about people around the world who may not have the same comforts and ideas that we have. How are we talking about the person who's experienced homelessness on the corner as we pass by them? I think those are things that we can start with to help our kids have a worldview that involves every person was made in the image of God, Hmm. every single person. And um, I was recently at a conference with David Platt, and he has a ministry called Radical, which is all about reaching the unreached people groups, You know, millions of people who have yet to hear the name of Jesus. And he was talking about how they have these conversations at dinner about the unreached people groups. And I can't remember the name of it, but there's this book, Lisa. I'm going to find it and we'll link it in the show notes that I never had it, uh, but I remember some people talked about it. So it sounds kind of lame that I'm telling you about it. I never used it, but <laughs> but it was a book all about, and it went through all of the people groups in the world. Hmm. And so really the the point of it was, how about at dinner that you're talking about these things? And so when I talk about language, really, I just want to say your kids are hearing about these things things yes this is not you're not bringing up a new conversation right this is not novelty and you're 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 the one exposing them no they're they're already exposed they are exposed to these things so how do we teach them to have appropriate language that gives people um honor Mm. that gives people um dignity that they deserve because they are an image bearer and so I think that is a really easy spot for parents to start with changing their kids' worldview. It's just the language. I think that is so powerful. It really is. It's everything. It's everything. I, I, it leads me to think about the fact that so many times our reactions of being like shocked, mm-hmm. fascinated, um, you know, the way that we treat other people, the way the languaging around it, all of those things comes from comes from language Uh like it really does it comes from the way that we are viewing people based on the way that we are communicating yeah and also the proximity factor the fact that you know when you're when you are not getting involved in what god has commanded us to do Mm -hmm. that you know 
the Matthew 28, 19, go and make disciples, mm-hmm. you know, with, you know, going and teaching people about Jesus, uh, exposing people to the love of Christ by serving people mm-hmm. with your hands, your hearts. You know, when I was in Honduras, literally, I remember this one woman, We, I, I cannot speak Spanish, and it grieves me so deeply, I'm telling you. But I remember thinking, Lord, in this moment, please, I, I, I'm so grieved that I never learned this language where I can communicate with this woman. But help my eyes mm-hmm. somehow show t- tell her i love you jesus loves you like y- you can do anything yeah so you can speak through my eyes so mm-hmm. just do it somehow yeah. um and i think it is this idea that that we are limited because we limit what god can do mm-hmm. through us through our really meager offerings yeah and so we just say, well, I, you know, the world's view, the, to help our kids know a worldview, it's, it's so big, it's mm-hmm. so vast, or I've got to go do this thing, or I have to even take them on a mission trip. Yeah. So for you saying you start with language and you, you really do take a first step. There, there are so many things that you can do in your very own neighborhood, 100%. In, your, in your own community, mm-hmm. uh, so many opportunities. It is the heart, the desire to be curious to be a part of mm-hmm. what God is doing. Yeah. Do do we think that we are creating something exciting that the Lord God has not right. already commissioned? Now this is his this is his thing. Yeah. Worldview is belongs to the Lord. Yeah. Like and, and so this great commission, this 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 global kingdom of God, mm-hmm. this is the design and the desire of our creator and for us to get into it Mm -hmm. and to get to be a part of it is just catching the vision for what he's already commanded it's so beautiful and i think you hit on something about uh in in our communities you know that we can give our kids a better worldview i think the main thing that i think as parents we're wanting to do is to let our kids know that the little bubble that they live in is not the whole world And obviously, there are different circumstances for those that might listening. You may be a single mom, and you're like, well, my world is that way. I understand that. But for most of us living here in America, if that's where you're listening, there is an opportunity to show your kids something different. Yes. And I think probably if I were to guess, I don't have any stats to back this up, but I would guess if I asked 100 parents what kept them from exposing their kids to poverty, injustice, homelessness, um, prison, whatever it might be in their own community, it would be fear. It would Mm -hmm. be out of fear. And so my encouragement would be is that let's not teach our kids to grow up living in fear of Mm -hmm. somebody else. Let's not teach our kids to grow up living in fear of the homeless uh, shelter. Let's not teach our kids to grow up in fear of the person who was incarcerated. Let's not teach our kids to grow up in fear of the person who speaks a different language than them or who looks different than them or fill in the blank. Right. Like let's teach our kids that we can draw near. Um, obviously, I'm not asking you to throw your kid into a prison and ask them to do prison ministry, but I'm asking you to allow your kid to see that these things exist. And so I think it's fear um, and just not understanding. And I think what we can do as parents, we've said this over and over throughout this whole season. One thing we can do is we can do this together. Yeah, we can show our kids. I'm learning alongside you. I don't have all the answers. Yes. So together with our family, let's go explore what it looks like to be a part of our city yeah. and serve our city in whatever way we can. In so many ways, it's addressing our own fears. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. It's addressing our, our own fears, which then transfers fears onto our kids. Because in many cases, Jamie, 
our kids are not as fearful as we are. A hundred percent not. They are wanting to. They watch us. They watch us and they take cues off of us and then they become fearful in many ways. Uh, You know, one of the things that I, I thought to myself as I was reading things like even in a ministry like open doors mm-hmm. ministries yeah. whatever when you hear about persecution in other parts of the world was why am i not having conversations with my own family about like in other other christians in other parts of the world that are being persecuted that are they don't have the same you know privileges of faith that we do in the united states mm-hmm. like why am i not talking about this with my family because those kinds of things are very very important as yeah. well we get in our own bubble as you say uh-huh. and we think oh everybody gets to worship on sundays like we do right but the reality is no yeah. oh no not at all uh-huh. and so what we think is oh i don't want to you know, expose the realities again of, mm-hmm. of these kinds of things to our family. It's so sad. It's so depressing. It's right. You know all the it's all these things, and obviously in context of your kids' ages mm-hmm. and those kinds of things. But it is important for our children to understand. You know, people have died for the faith, right? And uh, you know, this is a call on mm-hmm. our life that God has asked us to live for Him. Yeah, and that means that sometimes. It's going to be inconvenient. We are going to get our hands dirty for the gospel, but there is an exchange. And in exchange, we not only get the richness of being one with the the mission of Christ, but we get to know people Mm -hmm. that are beautiful, that are nothing like us. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you've you've yeah. experienced that in so many places and 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 ways. Even when we went, you and I went to the border. Uh-huh. We were talking about in in um, in Texas, in Mexico, and 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 just to get to hear from. I mean, I am bawling yeah. my eyes uh-huh. out listening to these women yeah. that were are yeah. warriors. Yeah. You know? and you come to find out. Here is what you learn: whether I've been at the border at Texas, Mexico, whether I've been at the county prison here, whether right. I've been at the homeless shelter here, the prison in San Quentin, wherever I've been, mm-hmm. this is what you figure out: we're all the same, one hundred percent. We're all the same. Yes. And so how do we let our kids in to see that? And I think the best is Jesus proclaiming himself. When you serve the least of these, you served me. When you fed me, when you clothed me, you did this unto me. And that is what we want to teach our kids. Anxiety and depression are hard enough for adults to deal with. They're really incredibly hard for our children to deal with them as well. I've said it before, us Ivies, we are very, very much big fans of counseling. If you are a parent like me and you've seen your kids have to struggle with some mental health issues, I want to introduce you to Foundations Family Therapy and their online courses. Foundations Family Therapy is a group practice of licensed therapists who have created self-paced, video-based courses for topics like parenting young, anxious children. Their team understands that sometimes therapy is not attainable in the season of life that parents are in, and it can also be hard to find a therapist. So these courses are a great resource for getting some professional guidance. Three of their most popular courses include From Surviving to Thriving, Beating the Worry Monster, and Combating New Parent Anxiety. All of their content is created from a Christian perspective and led by a licensed marriage and family therapist. You'll get video teachings, print resources, activities to practice, and next steps for thriving. Foundations Family Therapies courses include eight therapy sessions worth of information and are offered for the price of just one therapy session. Launch listeners can get 20% off any of these online courses. Visit foundationsft.com slash courses. Use the code LAUNCH for 20% off any of their online courses. 
I want to tell you something that our family uses to help with healthy boundaries around technology and most importantly to stay present during family time. We love family time at our house and what I know to be true is that our time is limited. We want to reclaim our time and establish healthy tech habits for our kids and our family. 90% of the time that we have with our kids occurs before they're 18. I'm living that life right now. And we know that our screen time is the biggest battle in most families today. I want to tell you about RO. RO is a whole family solution that aligns our actions with our intentions. RO is a technology solution for our technology dependence that combines the power of a motivational habit forming app with the beauty of a defined place for our smartphone. So they have an app that's going to keep track of the habits that you're taking to spend time away from your phone. And they have a really, really great box that sits on our kitchen counter where you can all place your phones in them so they can all be away from you during family times. Things like family dinners. Hey, we're all going to put our phones up. RO is an invitation to be intentional. It's a visual cue to put down your phones, to track and measure your time away while you do what's truly important. What happens is you'll put your phone away. You'll not even remember that you put it away. You'll have time with your family. And then you have an app that helps you see how much time you spent off your phone. It's a way to instill pride in your behavior, a pat on the back for a job well done, and a true invitation to the things that we all say actually truly matter. If you lean into RO, it will change your family life and culture. Check out RO at GoRO.com. That's G-O-A-R-O.com. Get one month free off of either an annual or a two-year RO membership when you use the code LUNCH. Our expert for the conversation about expanding our kids' worldview is David Platt. Uh, David is a husband and a father, and he is a pastor in the D.C. area. He's also written numerous books on faith. He's the founder of Radical, which is an equipping program helping Christians and churches develop and focus on the importance of spreading the gospel, especially into those unreached people groups around the world. We asked David to speak on this topic, number one, because he is a father just like us. He's trying to help his kids see uh, the worldview, a Christian worldview. Also, because David is passionate about this, and I know he's going to be an encouragement to us all. Here is our expert, David Platt. Hey, my name is David Platt, and there were so many things that stood out to me in Jamie and Lisa's conversation. I know both of them, and they are both just beyond a podcast or different places you may listen to them. They are personally passionate about this subject in particular of teaching their kids, leading their children, their families to live for God's purpose in the world. So as I was thinking about it, the question that kept coming to my mind that maybe I would put before you is, are we discipling our kids or are we disinfecting them? And here's what I mean by that. I I sometimes ask that question in the church. Are we discipling Christians or are we disinfecting Christians? And here's the difference. So disinfecting Christians involves isolating them in like a Christian spiritual safety deposit box called a church building where we teach people to be good and we define success in the Christian life by all the things you avoid in the world, which results in decent church members who maybe don't look like the world in a variety of ways, which is obviously we know according to God's word, good. But in the process, it also leads to disobedience to God's command to reach the world. It creates a risk averse people who 
stay away from a world that is desperately in need of Jesus, a world of urgent spiritual and physical need all around us and far from us. And if we're not careful, we can actually create a whole brand of Christianity that isolates ourselves from urgent need like that. The contrast is discipling people. And what this involves is like propelling Christians into the world to risk our lives on the front lines of urgent spiritual and physical need for the good of others and the spread of the gospel. And success in Christianity is not about avoiding the world. Obviously, yes, in many ways, yes, come out from them and be separate. But success in Christianity is obedience to a great commission to go and make disciples of all the nations. So, Here's the question is, is that what we're raising our kids to do? Are we raising our kids to be disciple makers among the nations? Because this is what Christianity is. This is what it means to follow Jesus. This is the clear commission Jesus has given everyone who is a follower of his, including that six-year-old, eight-year-old, 10-year-old, 12-year-old teenager in your home. Are you and I leading them to be disciple makers? Because if we're not careful, as parents, even as Christian parents, we can tell our kids, get good grades and practice at sports and learn this instrument and spend these hours in front of a screen. And we prioritize taking them all over the place for sports and lessons and everything else. And we tell them they need an education, they need to be athletic, and they need to be successful, they need titles, they need to go off to college and get a good degree and get a good job and make a good living. And we're teaching them to do all these things, immersing them in all these things, which I'm not saying those things are bad, but are we teaching them to know God, to love God, and to serve God in a world of urgent need to spread the gospel? And we definitely don't need to be saying, well, I'll just drop them off at the church building or in children's rooms to learn that. No, like, yes, we need the church to help us in this. But if we're not careful, we're going to immerse our kids in a version of Christianity that is isolated from engaging a world in need with the gospel. And the reality is our goal as biblical parents is not ultimately to help our children get a great education or be a great athlete or go on great dates or have a great career or make great money. Our goal as biblical parents is to help our kids accomplish a great commission to go and make disciples of the nations and not to see ministry in the world around us as like a project to do, but to see this is the life we live. This is what we're all about. I want my kids to grow up in my home. And Jamie mentioned this, knowing there are three billion people in the world who have little to no access to the gospel. And God has created each one of them to do something about that. Because Jesus has made it clear, this is the reason we're here on this earth to go and make disciples among the nations. So let's raise our kids to see and know and love the God who's over this whole world and the God who does justice for the fatherless and the widow in it, the God who seeks after 
the impoverished and the oppressed and the God who loves the unreached. And as worshipers of this God, as followers of Jesus, that means we run toward need in the world, not away from it. I love what Jamie and Lisa said about fear. Let's not teach our kids to be afraid either by what we say to them or what we model before them. Let me maybe close my thoughts with, uh, with two pictures. I spent a lot of time on, on college campuses and encourage college students to consider how to live their lives, play their part, whatever part God is leading them to play for the spread of his glory and the gospel among all the nations. And so many college students come to me and say that the biggest barrier to them going to another nation, even on like a short-term trip, all the more so to go for a summer or semester, a year or two, or move there with their lives, that one of the biggest barriers they face is Christian parents who don't want them to go, who are afraid of their kids going to hard places in the world. And this should not be so. So let me contrast that with a video I saw not long ago, just on social media, and it's an 18-year-old girl. She's graduating high school, and she's Mormon, and she's reading a letter. So it's just like an iPhone video. She's reading a letter that she has from Mormon leaders that's telling her where she's about to spend the next year on mission in the world. On mission, I should make sure to point out, spreading a false gospel that condemns And she is shaking with nervous excitement, with a smile on her face as she reads about where she's going to be assigned for the next year. And when she gets to the part where it reads where she's going, she says it, she just lights up and the camera just kind of pans out and shows a whole host of her parents, her family, her friends who have gathered, and they start going crazy, like jumping up and down, cheering for her. And I'm thinking, why in the world is this the expectation? Like every high school student upon graduation gets this kind of assignment in the Mormon religion to go and spend a year. That's the expectation. Why is that the expectation for those who have a false gospel? And why is that not the expectation for those who have the true gospel? Why are we not raising our kids where it's just expected? This is what followers of Jesus do. Of course, we go spend our lives in the world, spreading the greatest news in the world. Yes. One of the things that I love most about pastoring is the thought of If a child grows up in our church, spends 18 years in our church, I hope they hear all the time in our church family and in their families about how great God is, how much need there is for the gospel in the world. And they grew up with a brand of Christianity that says, we run toward that need. We're disciple makers among the nations. This is not just for a few people in Christianity. This is what it means to follow Jesus. So let's not disinfect our kids 
and isolate them from need in the world. Let's disciple them. Let's equip them to run with the power of the Holy Spirit of God in them toward need in the world with the greatest news in the world in their mouths and the love of God on their hearts. And let's show them what that kind of life looks like as their parents. Launch is a production of Ivy Media Podcasts. Executive producer, Jamie Ivy. Produced and edited by Angie Elkins. Editing assistance from Lindsay Barnett and Roger Abounza. Show notes by Nikki Ogden. Art by Noel Rhodes and Maddie Byers. Original music by Matt Graham. Hosted by Lisa Whittle and myself, Jamie Ivy. Thanks for listening to Launch with Jamie Ivy and Lisa Whittle, Season 2. Best Western made booking our family beach vacation a breeze. And it felt a little like... (laughs) Time to go. Okay, kids, back in the room. Good night. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western.